Well, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Mark chapter 11. And we're going to read a particular portion of uh, Scripture. Uh, Mark chapter 11, verses 12 through to 14. And I believe God would want to remind us or God would want to challenge us. God would want to speak to us about true Christianity tonight. Amen. Uh, True Christianity. What's the difference? What is it to be a true Christian? And I want to preach a message entitled, Nothing But Leaves. And uh, you'll find our story in Mark chapter 11, verses 12. And it says this, Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. Everyone say hungry. hungry. I mean, this is Jesus we're talking about. He was hungry and after, and seeing a, uh, from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found, listen to this, nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. Verse 14, in response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And the disciples, his disciples, heard it. Let's pray. God, I just pray tonight that you take every word spoken tonight, that you administer into our lives, Lord, challenge us, convict us, Lord God, and cause transformation to take place. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said, amen and amen. So I want to preach a message entitled, Nothing But Leaves. And if you're making note, number one, Christians are called to bear good fruit. Christians are called to bear good fruit. In our text, the Bible tells us Jesus was hungry. Jesus was wanting something to eat, and he sees a tree. He sees a fig tree afar off and he's hoping this fig tree would provide nourishment. He's hoping that he would find something that would sustain him. He's hoping he'd find something to snack on, something to eat, something there to eat. And the Bible tells us when he got there, when he got to the tree, there was nothing but leaves. I mean, think about this for a moment. This is, this is revelation. This is like the Holy Spirit speaking to us. God, what do you want us? What is, it, uh, what is the application here? Well, our lives are the fig tree. And Jesus expects good fruit from our lives. Can you say amen? And this is the true mark of Christianity is this. Christians are called to bear good fruit. Can somebody say amen tonight? Not just any fruit. Just not any type of fruit. Listen, he's talking about fruits worthy of repentance. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 3 verse 8 through to 10, he says, Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not think to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I mean, Jesus is talking about true Christianity. Jesus is talking about the marks of the Christian. He's talking about people who are called to be believers uh, in this world. He's saying, listen, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you've got to bear fruit you got to bear good fruit. And this is one thing that I want you to remember. If you're making note, Christianity is one who possesses the fruit, not just one who professes the truth. That's a difference in someone's life. And if you're making note, here's a little horticultural tip for you when it comes to fig trees. I know people like the trees, you know. 
What do I, maybe I should buy a fig tree. Maybe I should go. Listen to this. Figs come first and then the leaves. And I want you to catch this. Figs come first and then the leaves. Or sometimes, and most of the times, it's they come at the same time. And the reason why I said that is because Jesus sees the leaves. Jesus sees, wow, this is the time where maybe I could, maybe I could uh, go and find something to eat. Maybe I can go, listen, there's leaves there, maybe there's some fruit. But Jesus, he's upset. Jesus is like, man, there ain't no fruit to this tree. I'm reading this, I'm thinking, God, what do you want to speak to about? And, and really, I felt the Holy Spirit say, man, we got so many professing Christians, but not many possessing Christians. I mean, you got, you got a, the Christian on your bio, on your Instagram, but your pictures don't even look like it. Woo, can I preach tonight? Your Facebook says you're, you're a Christian, but your lifestyle doesn't possess the fruit of a believer is there any fruit worthy of repentance oh i'm a christian unbeliever selfie hey you say you're a christian you say you're a believer come on now this is what the true test of christianity is when jesus comes to your life he's looking at your life can he see any fruit in your life or does he just see leaves does he see leaves? I mean, I'm talking about all you got is just an outward appearance of a Christian. All you got is this leaves that are showing. Jesus says, be careful if all you have is religion. If all you have is a Sunday Christianity. If all you have is just, I'm going to church, sing some songs, but have no fruits worthy of repentance. Listen, you're in danger of eternal separation from Jesus. I'm not making this up. Matthew chapter 5 verse 15. Listen to this. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Verse 18 says, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Verse 19 says, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Verse 20, therefore by their fruits you will know them. And Jesus is saying this stern words. I mean, I want you to listen to what continues on as to what Jesus says. And it's a sobering reminder. He says in verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And Jesus is saying, your tree, your life, if it's not bearing fruit, listen, if all it is is just the show, if all it is is just the name called Christian, listen, when he stand before a living God on judgment day, will he find fruit of repentance or will he say, man, I never knew you? Come on, we can come to church. I mean, we can sing all the songs. We can have it all down pat. We can say we know Jesus, but the real question needs to be asked, does Jesus know you? I mean, this is the true test of Christianity right here. When everything is said and done, 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Man, I'm reading this. I'm thinking, Jesus, you're quite stern in this because Jesus, when he was preaching this message, there was religious Pharisees. There were some religious rulers who had a facade. They had all the outward appearance of someone looking holy. They had all the right prayers. They all done the right things. But Jesus is saying, no, you got to see the fruit of repentance. So we must ask the question, what is good fruit? What is the bad fruit? We'll turn to Galatians chapter 5 with me. And uh, it talks about in verse 16 through to 26. This is quite lengthy, but it's worth mentioning because it's talking about the good fruit and the bad fruit. Listen to this. So Galatians 5 chapter 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19 tells us, now the works of the flesh are evident. So this is the bad fruit. Which are adultery, fornication, which is sex outside of marriage. Uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so this is why Jesus said, those who bear bad fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And Paul is reiterating this saying, listen, those who practice these things, these bad fruit will not inherit the kingdom of God. And verse 22 of Galatians 5 says this, and it's talking about the good fruit. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in a spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. Can I ask you the question tonight? Are you a true Christian? Are you a real believer that bears these fruits of repentance? That bears the fruit of the spirit? If Jesus, I mean, was to look at your life right now. I mean, He desires the fruit that we were called to be fruitful and multiply. And yet the call to bear fruit, can He find some in your life? Or is it just leaves? Is your life just leaves? I'm reminded of the first sin in the Bible, Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings. For themselves they covered themselves with fig leaves i mean fig leaves a picture of dead religion i mean you just come to church on sunday just to cover your sins just to put another fig leaf over your life listen true christianity is not about religion it's about repentance it's about having a relationship with jesus christ amen can i say this tonight jesus loves r&b Yes, he does. He loves R&B. Repent and believe. Come on now. That's, that's, that's good news for me. I love R&B. Man, we should all listen to it. Nah. 
Jesus loves R&B to repent and believes. Romans, believes. Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I mean, here it is, the, the picture right here that true Christians are one who has repented, who has confessed their sins and believed in their hearts that, man, God, you're the one true king. You're the Lord of lords. I don't know about you, but, man, that's why I serve Jesus. That's why I became a Christian because, man, I lived my life and I knew my mom went to Catholic church and I knew they go home and have the same thing, drink, 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 argue, argue, fight, fight, fight. But then I stepped into a church that preached the gospel. I stepped into a church that preached the truth undiluted. I heard the church preach a message that wasn't watered down, that wasn't filtered down to make sure it's PC, politically correct. No, no, no. They begin to preach the word with truth because we, myself, as a young teenager, needed to hear the truth I needed to be free from religion my mindset was like man what is going on and Jesus says right here you shall know them by their fruit fruit that bears of repentance worthy of repentance and that's got to be evident in our lives church it's got to be evident in your life I mean fruits of the spirit the joy of the Lord that's upon you when you've been forgiven is it evident when people see you down the street, when they see you at work, when they see you in school, is it evident in your life where they begin to see some fruit or do they just see some trees ruffling in the distance? Do they see the fruit where they can come and take and be a part and say, man, there's something different on your life. There's something different about you. There's, you know, you've got this different about your life that is different from everyone else. Yes, because we're bearing fruit of repentance, the fruit of the Spirit. And in our text, it also suggests something else that bears mentioning. And it tells us that when Jesus got to the fig tree, there was nothing but leaves. But this is what got me. Here's what intrigued me when I read this verse. It says this, the very next phrase says, He found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. I read that, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Jesus, did, did you miss the memo? Jesus, you know, don't you know this is the season where there's no figs growing? I'm thinking, why did he get so angry when he should have known this is not the season for figs? I mean, I went to the, the, you know, go mango hunting and, you know, back as a teenager and jump people's fences and go steal their mangoes. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, cool. That's a mango tree. I'm going to go get some mangoes. You know, I don't see a mango tree up there. Oh, there's, you know what? Yep, no, no, that's not the season. But Jesus looks at a tree and he goes, oh, I'm going to go check if there's fruit. I mean, Jesus, what's going on? You should be all knowing. And I'm reading this and it's like getting to my mind. I think, what are you trying to say to us? And this is the second point right here that I want to bring and reveal to us tonight. And that is this, to bear fruit in season and out of season. Come on. To bear fruit in season and out of season. There's so many Christians who can be a Christian in season. I mean, everything is good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's good. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. But then when things start happening, oh, when COVID started happening, you lose your job. Woo. And then all of a sudden you go to buy some toilet paper and it's gone. Woo. It's easy to be a Christian when it's in season. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But what about out of season? Come on now. Are we, are we going to be a Christian that says, you know what, I'm going to be a Christian in season and out of season. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 says, 
Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. If you skip down to verse 5, but you be watchful. I mean, come on now, be watchful. He's talking about you got to be sober minded, you got to be praying, you got to be seeking the Lord in all things. And he says these words to Timothy endure afflictions. I mean, if we were to stop at this particular phrase, endure afflictions, most Christians don't want to endure any affliction. Come on now. Uh, they, they forget that, you know what, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. Jesus, man, Jesus, why didn't you say it was easy? Man, come to Jesus. He'll give you an awesome life. Oh, man, Jesus. But no, this is reality of life. Things will happen. You will find yourself in moments of despair. You will find yourself in moments of desperation. Anxiety begins to fill your heart, begin to choke the faith in your life. And Jesus has come to your tree. Will you find fruit in season or out of season? Come on, we need disciples that say, you know what? Come hardships, there will be some fruit. Come on, there needs to be disciples that say, you know what? I will endure the hardships. When no one else is serving Jesus, I'll be a disciple for Jesus. Come on, somebody. When I'm in school and no one else wants to be a Christian and it's so difficult, I'll be the Christian and stand in season and out of season. When I'm in my workplace, when everyone else is having afternoon drinks, I'll be the man, I'll be the woman to stand up and say, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Why? Because I'm a Christian. I remember uh, in, in year 12 formal, I got saved in grade 12. And, uh, you know, my friend says, hey, Bobby, why don't you just come to this after party? You know, just come. Come to the after party, you know, just say goodbye. And I'm like, no, no, no. I know if I was to go back into that situation... Man, I'd be back into the drinking. I'll be back with the ex-girlfriend. I'll be back with the boys. I'm, I'm like, man, I said, nah. Because I wanted to bear the fruits. Something within me was like, man, I feel the Holy Spirit saying no. And I want to tell you, you know what? That right there began to save my soul. That I, I decided from that moment on, you know what? I'm not going to serve the world. I'm going to serve Jesus. And in a story where Jesus is saying, he's saying when all these people were following him, Jesus' popularity grew, his ministry grew, and everyone was following him with the miracles that he was doing. And Jesus begins to preach a tough message saying, oh, you follow me just for miracles. But listen, you got to eat at the table. You got to eat my flesh. You got to drink my blood. You got to believe right there. And, and the disciples, everyone was saying, this is difficult. This is a hard saying, and we can pick up the story in John chapter 6, verse 66. It tells us the tail end of what happened, and it says this, From that time, many of his disciples went back with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, listen to this, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. 
also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm telling you the true marks of Christianity is someone who recognizes that Jesus is the true King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth and the life. Can I get a witness tonight? Amen. And when Jesus says to his disciples, uh, who do you say that I am? They will say, man, they say, you're like this guy. You're like that guy. And Jesus puts a pointed question straight into them and says, but who do you say that I am? Come on, true Christianity is to say within us, to say, yes, I know Jesus Christ personally. True Christianity says, you know, I'm not just coming to church on Sunday. I know him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I know Jesus because he says, carry the cross and follow me. Come hell, high water, I'll follow Christ. Come on now, come on. It comes with all hardship, whatever it is that may come. I'll still serve you because I'm a Christian in and out of season. Come on, let's give God praise tonight. Will he find leaves or will he find fruit in and out of season of your life? Even through difficulty, even through hardships, which leads us to the final point, and that is simply this, faith. Faith. Mark chapter 11, verse 20, Jesus explains this parable. It's actually titled, The Lesson of the Withered Fig Tree, found in verse 20. Listen to it. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Wow. Can we just think about that statement for a minute? Have faith in God. I mean, this is the true Christianity right here. To have faith in God. To believe who He really is. Verse 23, For shortly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says verse 24 therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them have faith in god the problem in your marriage have faith in god not in your husband not in your wife, not in the people or the government that surrounds you. Have faith in God. Have faith in Jesus, the one that is able to give you life. Have faith in Jesus, the one that is able to transform you from the inside out. Have faith in the one that says, listen, to look at the mountains and say, be removed. He's talking about any situation that you face. It is a mountain that seems impossible, but yet faith in God is able to move any mountain in your life. You got to have faith. You got to have faith for the fruit. Not just having outward appearance, but an inward faith to believe in Jesus. This is not fake Christianity. This is faith Christianity because there's so many people who say they're Christians out in the world but have uh, what Timothy writes 
in 2 Timothy 3 verse 5, they've got a form of godliness but deny its power and from such people turn away. And so people who have no faith in Jesus, who call themselves Christian but have no power within them, they have no faith. Listen, it turns people away. But are you a believer? Are you a Christian that begins to draw people who are thirsty, who are hungry, that would come to your tree and say, man, there's hope. Man, there's patience in that system. Man, I can, and, and all we can find is Christians who would believe in Jesus. And I want to say tonight, don't deny the power. Believe on him who has all the power. We must have faith to believe. Faith during these hardships to trust in Jesus. James chapter 1 verse 2 and I close. says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Amen. See, it's producing the fruit. But let patience have its perfect work. You've got to allow it to take place. That you may be perfect, talking about maturity and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally, without reproach, and it will be given to him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. A true believer is an established believer, stable, that allowed this, the testings of their faith to take place, to allow patience to have its work, so that way the fruit can come to fruition. That you can be not like a double-minded man, unstable, but a man who's got his mind fixed on Christ, fixed on Jesus, believing on Him wholeheartedly. Amen.